What's possible if you let go of the shoulds, right wrongs, and supposed tos? What could you create? Who would you get to be? And what would you experience as a leader, parent, colleague, or whatever hat you're wearing? What qualities would you bring to the space? This podcast will invite and empower you to step over the idea of waiting for tomorrow or for someday and begin today of forging hand in hand with your fear, your first bold leaps towards the life, team, or business that truly fills you up and inspires you. Hi, I'm your host, Rebecca Zimmerman, executive life and leadership coach and recovering perfectionist. If you believe it's time to step out of the rat race and into your own success on your own terms, you're in the right place. Welcome to Trailblazing Growth. Welcome back. As a quick preface, if you hear some little audio in the background, that is because my workspace, my home, which is where I work, is under construction. So you might hear some sawing, some nailing, some I don't really know what in the background. And I also have my dog in the same room. So maybe you might hear some sighing. He's not really a barker, but anyways, you might hear some extra audios in the background. So if that's going to bother you, go on and click through. But if not, stay listening. So today's episode is about transitions, letting go and feeling like a failure and really a shift in mindset or a reframe of those belief systems. That's what this episode is really centered around. And transitions, letting go and feeling like a failure are things I really, really, really know well. From high school, I went to Ohio State and I actually went there as an exploratory major because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know who I wanted to be, which I think is pretty common nowadays. And back then I felt like a failure because I didn't know. And so I put this sense of knowing in like a bucket of like success or failure. And if you knew, then you were a success. And if you didn't know, then you were a failure. And so that's kind of like my first, um, not my first, but that's where I really can put like a placeholder on. Ooh, that's when like failure, feeling like a failure really showed up for me. And so I went to actually design school and from design school, I got a job and I really was not fulfilled and I really wanted something more. And so I made a huge transition and I went to law school. So that's transition number one. And then from law school, I got a job. Again, I really felt unfulfilled. And I'm using unfulfilled kind of as a general term. I had a lot of feelings around it. I had a lot of experiences around it. There was a lot of confusion, a lot of beliefs around it. But just to distill it down to one word, I would say lack of fulfillment is lack of purpose, lack of fulfillment, lack of passion were the experiences that I was experiencing. So I made a transition out of practicing law. Transition number two. And from that, I became an entrepreneur and I opened up a wine and craft beer bar. I became a property manager. So I got into property management. In the meantime, I was still, I am still a part of a family business in aviation. So there's multiple businesses happening and then all at the same time. And my husband took over his family construction company. And so that was just another business really to uh, throw in the pot of, his name is Tony, the Tony and Rebecca duo. And so there was wine, there was property management, there was aviation, there was construction. 
I'm sure I'm forgetting something, um, all happening at the same time in the mix of things. That was like transition number three, kind of stepping into entrepreneurship. And transition number four is letting go of my wine bar and transitioning into this whole evolution of who I am. And which led me to coaching, coaching people who are strikingly similar to me because there's a lot of other Rebecca's out there. That's what I like to call them. Um, Of course, they have different names, but there's just so many other Rebecca's out there. So I know transitions, letting go and feeling like a failure really, really, really well. And feeling like a failure, people often say they have a fear of failure, but it's really an aversion. But like, if you take that onion, I would say that's the, you know, an onion has several different layers. It's like Shrek and the ogre of all the different layers of the onion. So that's like the top layer, the feeling like the failure or the fear of the failure. That's what they think they have. They're so scared of failure. But if you peel that back, it's often the next layer is fear of rejection. They don't want to be rejected. But if you peel that layer back, it's typically an aversion to embarrassment, humiliation, and shame. They don't want to feel those things, which is super normal, right? That's super common. Who wants to feel embarrassed? Who wants to feel humiliated? Who wants to feel ashamed? So simply put, folks don't like to feel those things. And the more visible you are, the more visible you become, the greater the chance of this stuff being those feelings come up. And visibility meaning you're a property manager, you have tenants, or you're a wine bar owner and you have employees and you're a community stakeholder, or you serve on a board and you're interacting with you know colleagues on that level. And so the more and more visible you become, the greater the chance this stuff comes up. So for a lot of folks, in order to feel safe, meaning I don't want to feel embarrassed, I don't want to feel humiliated, I don't want to feel shame, I don't want any of those things to come up. So to feel safe, I don't want to feel those things. I'm going to keep myself from feeling those things. And to keep myself from feeling those things keeps me safe. And I have to take actions to avoid situations that might provoke those feelings. And those actions are very, very often, I don't even know if that's a great sentence. They're often in conflict with what they really want. You know, in a a previous episode, I talked about um, somebody who wants to be mayor. And so actions in alignment with becoming mayor are typically scary. It's typically actions typically would provoke experiences, encounters that might provoke embarrassment, humiliation, and shame. So, so often do people say like, I don't want to go do that thing. I don't want to go be that person. I don't want to go have that responsibility. And really it's because I don't want to feel embarrassed. I don't want to get visible that because that means I have to get visible. That means I have to put myself out there. So what do folks do is they keep themselves small. We want to get more visible as a business owner, or you want to grow your business, or you want to get a date or whatever it is. It requires putting yourself out there. And then the more you put yourself out there, the more people see you. And while this is happening, when you're putting yourself out there, you're typically doing something different. You're typically trying to get something more, something bigger, something different. And so inevitably, you're stepping into a new arena, aka 
and you're stepping into the unknown and the unfamiliar zone. And when you're doing something unknown and unfamiliar, you're learning a new skill. And just like riding a bike is learning a new skill, you're going to skin your knees. It's inevitable. Anytime you're learning something new, you will skin your knees. So knowing this, intellectually knowing this of, I want to grow my business. This is, and I'm going to step into a new arena, which is, there's, it's unfamiliar territory. So I'm going to skin my knees and to grow my business. I have to put myself out there more, which means I have to get more visible. And as I get more visible, I'm going to be skinning my knees. So there's going to be more people seeing me. More people seeing I'm skinning my knees, more people seeing me fumble over my words, more people seeing my typos, more people uh, like more uh, disgruntled employees, more disgruntled uh, customers, whatever it might be. And people, more people are going to see me. And so it's that right there that often people are like, oh crap, I'm going to feel embarrassed. I'm going to feel humiliated. I'm going to feel shame. That, That stuff is going to come up. Now, they're not consciously thinking that, but that's what's subconsciously happening. And that's what the ego is trying to keep us safe from. So our brain, while our brain is not actively thinking about that, that's subconsciously happening in the background. And we start behaving in this certain way. And we've been, our ego, our shadow has trained us to show up almost on autopilot. That's the best analogy I can think of on autopilot, which is an automatic thing. So our ego is automatically doing these actions to keep us small, to have us delay responding on emails, to not actually ask for the loan, to not go by the building, to not whatever that is, to keep you feeling safe, which is away from embarrassment, shame, humiliation, because it's not fun to feel those things, right? And it's moments like that where... Let's say you do put yourself out there and you feel shame. And it's in that moment that so many people attach failure or success to, like I said earlier. And if you skin your knees and you're in front of a bunch of people, like if you're online or maybe you're actually out there on stage, I don't know what it might be. And you have that feeling. So many people attach failure to it. Like, oh, like I sucked. I did a terrible job. Like I'm never doing that again. And so that's more and more trainings that your ego attaches to like, oh, I don't want that to happen again. I have to protect my human. I have to protect me. And so then what happens is our ego is really performative and our soul is not performative. Our soul is like our heart. Our ego is our head. And so these things are often in conflict and contradictory to each other. And our ego will say like, hey, you failed, you are a failure. And then when you are a failure, then that's when you feel shame. And our body, our mind doesn't like to feel shame. So therefore, let's not do this again. Let's avoid this. So we can, we can be a great person. We can feel great about ourselves. But in the meantime, we're keeping ourselves small and we're not really going after the things that we want. We're not taking the actions necessary to get us to those places that we want to, that who we want to be and where we want to be. And so when our ego is in this place of we have to avoid failure, it's like playing to not lose. We have to avoid failure. It's performative. You end up performing how you show up. And when you're in this performative mode, that's the place where you're coming from a headspace and mindset of 
failure versus success. I have to perform in a certain way because the underbelly of this performance is a belief. It's a belief that I have to show up a certain way. I have to be good enough. I have to do good. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like a failure. It's a super easy place to go, the failure thing, when you don't perform. But interestingly, there's this self-fulfilling prophecy. And feelings come after thoughts. And thoughts come after beliefs. And so that's the onion effect. The core of the onion is a belief. And so what's the program's belief that's driving their thoughts, which is driving their feelings, and their feelings are driving their actions? What is that belief? Typically, I'm finding with my clients that the belief in myself, that the belief is something centered around doing it the right way, right versus wrong, which is a easy place to go because society has just trained us. You have to do the right thing. You know, you're not doing it the right way. And as if there's some sort of measuring stick out there that somebody else is holding and it's like, well, where's the line? How do I know that I've crossed the threshold of wrong versus like I'm in the right and how right am I? And so the belief is something centered around doing it the right way, or the belief is centered around like you are supposed to know what you're doing before you do it. So it's kind of like the chicken and the egg. It's, well, I want to step into this new arena, which is unknown and unfamiliar. So I don't know what I'm doing, but I have an expectation that people who are in this arena already know what they're doing. But those people who are in the arena had to start where you were. So inevitably, they did not know what they were doing at one point or the other, or maybe they still don't know what they're doing, right? Everything is figure outable. So that's another belief is like you have to effectively be an expert. You have to know what you're doing before you're doing it, before you're going to get visible. But the two happen at the same time. Or the third belief is you have to effectively be an expert to have authority or be taken seriously. Of course, expertise comes after practice. Another belief or another, I guess, obstacle, another season ticket holder when you're stepping into this new arena is they're constantly comparing themselves to other people along the way which is creating a lot of confusion for them because now they're measuring themselves against all these other people versus what they actually want, what their vision actually is, what their goal or their intention actually is and how they're choosing to measure their progress. So when the core of the onion is any of those things, it's really easy to fall into that feeling like a failure. Oh crap, this other person is doing it this way, so I'm, I'm doing it wrong and therefore I'm a failure. And so that's kind of like the wrong and the comparison lumped into one. So that right there is what a lot of people are avoiding when they're in transition mode, when they're going after what they want. Going back to kind of transitions and letting go, so often, and including myself, you know, I've had a breakthrough around this recently, people view letting go of a business, letting go of a relationship, letting go of whatever it might be as a failure. They see it as I couldn't hang. That's kind of the sensation that shows up as they, they just can't hang. So they let go and then they feel like they're walking away and licking their wounds, which is really how I felt in 2020, 2021, um, after I let go of my wine bar. And all, often with my clients, when they are letting go of serving on a board or when they're letting go of a relationship or when they're letting go of their business, they're like, oh my gosh, people are going to see me as a failure. And all it is, is it's a transition. I sat through 
Ted Lasso. It's an Apple TV uh, sitcom. Great show if you haven't watched it. It actually really centers around leadership. And I sat through a uh, seminar with Coach Beard. Brendan Hunt is his name. And he plays the character Coach Beard on Ted Lasso. So he came to Toledo. That's nearby my home. And he brought up a really interesting perspective of impermanence, which like things are not permanent. And so the way that him and his crew really maintain this positive outlook, positive culture, and like they don't think they're going to make a season four. They don't really know. They don't know if they're going to work together. They, they might, but they're not coming from a place of, season four would make them a success or working together again must happen because like of success or whatever it might be. It's like, Hey, because like life isn't permanent, like things are good until they're not good anymore. And I was just like, wow. Right. Like that's actually, that was my experience with my wine bar. It was great until it wasn't anymore. And letting go was so, so, so hard because it was so, so, so public. And I have been attached to this failure success relationship because it's coming from the place of I couldn't hang because I couldn't hang because I couldn't withstand the discomfort. I'm a failure. People aren't going to want to be around me. People aren't going to want me to coach them. People aren't going to see me as an expert. And so like all of these beliefs started showing up. A lot of self-hate showed up. A lot of self-judgment showed up and um, it's been an evolution over the last three years. And when I heard him say that just a few days ago, it was just a light bulb went off of like, right, that's the reframe. It's a transition. And even more than life is impermanent, like situations are impermanent. And I know people really experience that shift in mindset or the reframe in mindset around death. When death happens, often people have a new outlook of life, but I never, I never could put my finger on what that outlook was. And so right now I'm in this place of, oh, the belief that I'm choosing to adopt right now, which I invite you to adopt if you're in this place of failure or letting go or transitions, or there I go again, I'm, I'm changing careers or there I go again, I'm starting a new business. It's like, it's just life is impermanent. Business is impermanent. It's there's there's nothing permanent about things. I mean, it's just like look at what happened with COVID and all of everything that we thought was just going to stay like the way you work, you know, going into work and how you live your life and how you buy groceries. It's just like all of that was just totally reinvented. And so I'm I'm kind of in this in-between place. I don't quite have my footing yet on this new belief system that I'm really want to reprogram inside of my brain. So when I have these aversions of embarrassment and shame and humiliation start popping up, I can practice this new way of being of life is impermanent. This is great right now. And I'm going to do what feels great right now. I'm going to do what makes sense to me right now. I'm going to follow the wisdom that I have inside of my body, that I have inside of my heart, that I have inside of my brain. And when I'm coming from this place, it's amazing how I don't look at others for comparison. I'm not like scrolling their social media, trying to gain inspiration because the inspiration is coming from within. I'm not comparing myself to, for example, how my husband leads 
leads other people. It's like, that works for him and this is what works for me. And there's nothing wrong or bad about either way. It just is. And so this, this letting go, this transitions, this failure, what I really want you to get from all of this is it's okay to change your mind. It doesn't make you a hypocrite if you change your mind. It doesn't make you a loser. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make you a wanderer. Like it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing because in fact you really do know what you're doing. You do. There's an instinct, there's an intuition, there's a gut inside of you and it is guiding you. It's that really really quiet voice in the back of your head behind all of the loud ones. Listen to that voice. And if you don't know how to listen to it, I invite you to get really quiet. I invite you to get really still, not for two minutes, not for five minutes, but it is a practice. And I invite you to practice stillness and quietness and a less busy calendar for, try it for a week, just a week. And for each day, try to be 1% more still. And at the end of the week, notice what you discover. Notice how much louder the quiet voice gets or notice how loud the already loud voices get. Notice. I, I don't know what's meant to come up for you, but I invite you to notice. And I invite you to get support if you have really, really loud voices inside of your head that are keeping you from what you really want. Do you really want to grow your business? Do you really want to have a relationship with somebody? Do you really want to end a relationship with somebody? Do you really want to go buy a building? Do you want to take up macrame? Whatever it might be, go get support to, so you can start observing your thoughts. And so you can start reframing your thoughts and kind of unlearning these programmed beliefs inside of you and to plant the seed of a new belief because beliefs breed your thoughts, your thoughts breed your feelings and your feelings breed your actions and your actions create your reality and your reality then reinforces your belief. And so that is the self-fulfilling prophecy that's happening all centered around the belief. The belief is the core of the onion and the core of the onion is what is making the whole onion grow into what it is. And if the core of the onion, have you ever cut an onion up and the core is like rotten? It's really unusual. So if you have a, like, if the core of your onion is rotten, then the rest of it is really no good. The action, the thoughts that come from the rotten onion, like they're not supportive or empowering. The feelings that you have, like they don't feel great. The actions you're taking, they're inconsistent with what you really want. The actions of, I don't want to feel embarrassed or shame or humiliation. So I'm going to keep myself small, but I actually really want to stand on the stage and do a TED talk. In order to do that, I have to get more visible. So the action is inconsistent with the real desire. And when there's conflict there, that's actually a great place to start noticing. That's a great place to start noticing of, oh, wow, my actions are inconsistent with what I want. I need to dig further. I need to dig further to see what's underneath of that, to see what's underneath of that. So I can start reprogramming what's actually happening. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you got a lot of value out of today's episode. Um, I didn't really, like really kind of went off script. It was a lot of fun. So thanks for listening. Uh, keep trailblazing growth and taking those bold leaps. 
If you'd like to connect, send me an email to coach at trailblazersgrowth.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at trailblazersgrowth. Finally, make sure to check out my website, trailblazersgrowth.com, for all details about individual coaching and upcoming group programs. See you next time.